Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the U.S. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. In this episode, we're looking at what to do with potential clients that you meet in an event. So we're talking about QR codes, SMS marketing, quick and easy landing pages. Stay with us. It's going to be a good one. Have you picked up our online survival guide yet? Get prepped for the future of online marketing by going to www.aybguide.com. Hey everybody, this is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to episode number 36. We're all about live events this episode. We're talking about what to do when you meet somebody at an event and how you can actually get them into your funnel or your database so that you can start interacting with them once the event is over. We see so many times that people are out there at these events, they spend money to go to it, whether it's a networking event, whether it's a seminar, whether it's an expo, and what they do is all good when they're at the event, but they forget the follow-up. So we're going to talk about how to use follow-up procedures to make sure that you're using these times the best you can. Now, of course, I couldn't do the podcast without Heather Porter. Hey, Heather. Hey, Andrew. And guess what, you guys? Andrew is in Australia. Yay, (laughs) I'm here down under. I'm a little bit jet lagged. No, I don't get jet lagged. I don't have time for jet lag. He just flew in literally today and we want to give you a podcast because we always do every Friday. So, We're sitting here, it's about 6 o'clock in the evening on Thursday, we're pumping one out and we are very much in the live event spirit because Andrew's actually in Australia right now, well, not only for his high school reunion, but that's another story, (laughs) but for our first first ever workshop, live workshop called the Fireside Chats, Uh, this is our first one we're doing, it's in Melbourne, Australia, it's coming up next week and that's why he's out here, so we're well and truly in the live event mode and we started talking and saying, well, you know what? There's an art or a science really of what you guys can do when you go to a live event to to follow up with a potential lead for your business. And Andrew is fresh out of a Las Vegas expo as well where he used these tips with somebody and he's going to share some of the results with you and we're going to walk you through a little bit of a process you can do. Quick and easy, something you can always remember and use from now on wherever you go to a live event. So are we ready? Oh, yes, we are ready. And as we I said, are I think, ready. I think I touched on this in um, in what I learned uh, in one of the previous episodes not long ago about um, going to this event in Vegas. So I've got a couple more expos I'm about to go and check out as well. But um, I've just also been to a mastermind in San Diego last week and same principles apply. You know, all these people, all these uh, entrepreneurs were there. Um, just today I got an email from somebody saying, hey, I know I've got on your business card. I had to reach out and connect with you but I can't remember what it was. So please get in touch and let's reestablish that connection. So I thought that was a good way for this person to say, you know what, I have no idea who you are. I can't remember what we talked about, but let's connect because obviously we connected at the event about something. Um, and this was, this was a networking mastermind event. So we were always going to connect with different people, but sometimes it's hard to keep a track of who you see and who you meet. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know why I told you that. I just thought I'd lead in with that little bit. Before we, you you <laughs> want to talk about what we learned this week, don't I you? I do, I do, I do. But you know what? I want you to start off this week. So how, why don't you right. kick it off and, and then we'll go from there. 
It's truly a live event sort of theme because I'm actually going to share something that I learned or more really was reminded of. Um, I spoke at a live event over the last weekend in Melbourne to an amazing group of women and I was telling them about um, how to sort of leverage your brand in the content that you create and got a really big wow, I love that back in return. So I thought I'd share this with you guys as well. When you're creating a blog post for your own website, what you can do is re repurpose it or write another version and try and find another blog community or just another blog where you can post your article or that version of the article. Um, it's a very powerful way to be introduced to a new market and also build your credibility overnight because you're not, now no longer just on your own website, but you're on other authority websites that exist. Now, it's really easy to find these blogs. All you need to do is hop on over to Google. And there's actually a search area in Google. Um, I know many of you guys already know about Google Images, but there's actually an area in there for Google Blogs. It's in, I think, one of the, the drop-downs at the top uh, that says advanced search or more. You keep clicking on more, basically. But there's a section called Blogs. And you can actually search for your keywords in your industry. And Google will deliver a whole load of blogs, amazing blogs. And all you need to do is pop on over to their contact page, tell them who you are, and say, look, I have a great article. I'd love to contribute. It is a, a, um, a original piece of content as well. You don't want to have a duplicate. So you say it's an original piece of content. It's never been anywhere else, and I'd like to give it to you. You can also check out a site called Technorati technorati.com and it's a blogging directory um, there's there's plenty of others out there but that's a good starting point so guys I guess it was more of a reminder more than something big that I learned but whenever you're creating your content use your content wisely more than ever you need to be creating good valuable content so if you are you're obviously spending time on it think of other places you can post that beautiful content you've worked so hard on so that's me that's 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 mine Andrew what about you what that's did you, you I just want to touch on that you know that blog thing yeah. that you talked about on, on Google um, it's also a great way to find out who who are the uh, industry leaders in your in your industry or your yeah. or your area because you can go and find the blogs that are all about that particular topic. Um, I've actually used that a number of times to reach out for our magazine. I wanted to go and find out some experts for our magazine, the Online Footprint magazine. So what I do is I'll go and find uh, the right blog, the ones that come up the top of the search results, and go and contact those people just like you said through the Contact Us page. So uh, yep. very, very good. Now, I was sharing before the call with you what I learned and we were touching on it. Do you want to know something funny? I have no idea what I said to you. I've completely <laughs> forgotten what I learned this week. You know, I know. I know you learned because you were talking to me about it earlier. I'm going to help him along, guys, his jet lag state of mind <laughs> right now. So don't, don't laugh too hard. Um, now, you were talking about uh, the different types of Facebook ads that are oh, getting the best course. results. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm right. like, I've gone completely blank. So, so we run a series of ads. We run a series of ads for our online event sorry, our live event, and we used an, a, a few different ones. There's, there's sponsored stories or, or sponsored posts, and there's also your normal ads on Facebook. And uh, we really knuckled down and tried to uh, ramp up our Facebook advertising to find out what was the best one. We've heard that sponsored posts and, sp and sponsored stories are the best, so we wanted to see how much buy. And I've got to tell you, um, sponsored stories were by far... Um, by miles apart, they were so much better than the normal ads that we put on um, Facebook that it blew mm -hmm. me away. Actually, the you know the percentages that we were getting of click-through rates, um, of take-up of the ads, and that sort of stuff was just phenomenal. So, if you're ever thinking about doing Facebook 
um, advertising, I strongly suggest that you look at sponsored posts or sponsored stories um, and look at the results you get from that because it's just phenomenal. That was that was something that blew me away this week. That was what I and, learned. And Andrew, really, those are the ones where if you post something on your wall, there's a little button underneath it, right, that says promote this post? Yes. That's now, the one. Now, now, so be careful about this because you can go and promote that post um, we were running ads for specifically people in the cities that we were running the event in. So what I didn't want to do was promote the post to all of our fans across the world because it wasn't relevant to those people. Um, and if you go and click on that button inside from within your wall, from your mm -hmm. newsfeed wall, it, will promote, it won't let you segregate who, who, the, who sees that ad. So what you need to do is you create the sponsored. So you sorry, you create the post first, and then go into your ads manager. And once you're inside your ads manager, um, you can you can say select a URL. It'll say uh, pick the page that you want to pick, and then it'll say do you want to do you want to run an ad for a sponsored story? You click on yes, and then you can start um, segregating all the bits and pieces, filtering all the bits and pieces that you want. So you can target market who you want. Um, to see the ad if they like football, if they don't like football and so on. You can go and target people that live within a certain radius or a certain country or a certain city, which is what we did. So um, we were very targeted with what we did and got some great results. So don't just click on um, show this ad to everybody because it wasn't necessarily valuable for everybody to see that ad. To, yeah, wait, to see that waste story. of money. And yeah. one more thing, just for those of you that are new to this, this is what happens is when you do this, it's the post that sticks up at the top of the news feed and not down the right-hand side where so many of the other ads have been appearing. Correct, Andrew? It's the yes. one right up at the top. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Okay, so. good. Important tip for you guys because Facebook advertising is um, very valuable and it can get fast results and it's not too expensive to get those results like Andrew was saying when you are segmenting and going after the right market so good one Glad I, I, just, um, I don't know I don't know how long this is going to be effective for mm -hmm. I just want to add this because I'm seeing now in my posts all the time you know sponsored ads from different people sponsored stories from different companies and I'm like oh, whatever I'm getting over <laughs> it personally I'm getting over it um, and I know a lot of other people are and, and I have seen a number of remarks people will go out of their way to go and write on these companies walls pretty nasty stuff because their post yeah. has appeared in their newsfeed yeah you know so um just be aware of that that i i'd, I'd like to know how long it's going to last people are starting to get used to it and they're seeing that and they're just becoming blind to it so i'm not saying it'll go away but i'm just saying the effectiveness may go away because people start thinking well if it's the top two or three stories it's like the um it's like Google Ads, you know, when you look for a Google search result, and the top box in yellow is the first, the first three are uh, all paid. Yeah. You sort of turn a blind eye to it and you start scrolling down. Yeah. I just wonder how how effective it's going to be. So, if you're going to do it, do it soon, and but keep measuring and tracking. Exactly right. Well said. All right, so let's get stuck into our how to follow up with a potential lead at a live event uh, yes. podcast show, shall we? Let's do. Let's do that. Let's kick it off. <laughs> Okay, good. So here's the thing. Let's let's paint a picture, right? This has happened to so many of us, and I have a huge box of business cards sitting in front of me right now with probably some incredible contacts I've never done anything about. Now, you go into and say you have an expo stand, or you have a live event or networking event, and you meet somebody in front of you. They're right there, and they 
are standing there as a potential lead. Let's walk through a process that you can do with that person, multiple processes, I suppose, um, where you can get them into your database and follow them up with really valuable information. We've talked before about a lead generation funnel, which is a series of autoresponder emails um, and lead pages and things like that. So these are all amazing tools that hopefully by now you've built in your business. And then what we're going to talk about now is how do you tap leads into this pre-existing amazing tool that you perhaps already have. Yes, yes. Well, right. I mean, of course, you can always start manually doing it. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of these systems, whether you're using a, like a MailChimp, which is generally free, um, Aweber, Office Autopilot, Infusionsoft, any of those, Eye Contact, Constant Contact, um, you can manually enter names and addresses into um, these these accounts. It's mm-hmm. uh, a little bit tedious, um, painful, painfully yeah. tedious, um, yeah. and and you're going to have different information from different people. So, you know, on my business card, for instance, I'll have some information that which will be different than somebody else's business card. Some people like to put all of their details, including all their social sites, on there. Other people just want to put a phone number or an email mm-hmm. address. You know, so um, you're going to get different types and different amounts of information from people's business cards. But manual, manual, it can be the um, the slowest process there's all you always open up to um uh errors as well because user error if you're reading a business card and you're typing it in you may enter a wrong number wrong digit on a phone number you may enter a wrong letter on an email address which renders that card useless basically because you're not going to go back and check it later if they get a bounce back or you can't get through that's uh, true call so um that's a that is a problem but it's still a uh, better solution than leaving them all in the box on the, in a drawer. <laughs> well, let's walk through because you're fresh out of, well, almost fresh out of Vegas and an expo. And um, I think what if we use an example of what you did there and keeping in mind if you're listening, this is something you can use obviously at any live event that you go to. But let's walk through, pretend that, you know, I'm a standholder at an expo and there's people walking by. What would you instruct me to do? What are my options? Run, run, run for the hill. No. <laughs> okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see you later. Close it down. No, no, no. So um, an expo is an awesome place for targeted market, right? So you're, mm-hmm. you're, let's say pick an industry. It doesn't matter. There are expos for everything. You know, when I was in, in Vegas in the one building, um, I was at a woodworking, ex- like the American Woodworkers and Furniture Show exhibition. Now, who would have thought there's that sort of thing? Thing. But there was thousands of people there. Next door, there was the Small Craft and Hobbyist Association, where there was thousands of people at that one. Then in another hall in the same building, there was the it was a fruit and veggie expo. I mean, <laughs> I call that a supermarket. But these guys have this special fruit and fruit and vegetable expo. So there was an ex there's an expo for everything. It doesn't matter what you do in the world. There is an expo for it. And um, the great thing is that people who like that sort of stuff go to expos to see this stuff. Now, if you've got a stall and people are wa- a booth or a stall or a booth and people are walking past, don't let them walk past and then not do anything. You want to attract their attention by doing something. Now, if we talk about if we talk about that in website terms, people visit your page and then leave, you want to make sure that you're you're grabbing their information. Why do they go to your page in the first place? They were there, they were so close. 
don't let them go. So what do we do? We talk about having a lead page or an opt-in page or mm-hmm. a landing page for them to come and get an ethical bribe. Same principle at a booth. Um, you can give them an ethical bribe, something to get their name and address because you only have one shot at a first impression and you only have that one shot to collect their name and address. If they walk past your booth, they will very unlikely walk back past it again later. So how can you go and attract their um attract their interest you can give away some sort of freebie and give a competition you might want to um, give them um, something of value that they're going to say you know what I really like that I want to be in that I want to know more here's my email address so first the first step is come up with something that you can that you can give them as a value add to get their email address because once you've got their email address then they can walk on by and if you never see them again at the expo, you know that you can still reach out to them again later. And really quickly on that point, because I'm also um, thinking from that live event perspective, big picture too. Another thing you can do if you're at a networking event, you can say, hey, I have a series of free videos or I have a free e-course. Would you like it? Would you like a copy of that? Because I can just take your business card and I can send that off to ASAP. So it does, it can be like the giveaway, like you're suggesting, but this applies anywhere you go. Yep. Yep. So, so then, okay. So how do you, how do you, what do you do with this, with this information? Well, there's a couple of ways to do it. Firstly, the old fashioned way, give a, give a, give them a pen and a entry form to fill in, whether it's an entry form for a giveaway or uh, a form to put it, their details in. At least give them something to write with. Now, mm-hmm. if they're if they're a little bit more technical, technologically savvy, if I can't even say that word, they're a bit more tech savvy. Then they may want to um, SMS a particular name. Let's say, um, let's say the expo is called um, Hair and Beauty Expo. They may they may want to. Um, SMS the word beauty to a specific number that's yours and what that does is it'll send um, it'll send their phone number to your database and there's a lot of smart systems out there that will send a message back saying hi this is John um, what is your name it's almost like inter- an interactive SMS conversation going on so they write back my name's Heather or they write back Heather and then um, the message will say thanks Heather what is your email address? And so Heather puts in her email address, and all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, you've collected not only their mobile phone number, but their name and their email address, and now they're in your system. So there's some SMS ways to do that. If they have a smartphone that has a QR code reader, and you know these QR codes are becoming everywhere now, um, nearly every smartphone has a QR reader, or they can download one for free. But you may put a QR code on your booth or on your signage somewhere, uh, even on the cards you hand out that people walk past uh, and collect. You can put a QR code there saying, um, scan this for a chance to win or learn more. And as soon as they scan it, it takes them to your MailChimp opt-in page. So people can put their name and address directly from their phone in there in that way. And a couple things on that for for those of you that don't know what a QR code is, it's that little square, black and white, almost looks like a barcode with a whole bunch of dots in it. So it's it's something that you you set up yourself as a business, and you can have it redirect anywhere to any web page of your choice um, online, and and um, you know it can do a lot of things. But basically, what Andrew is saying is that you scan it, and then that person would automatically be taken to your opt-in page to get your free thing or be entered in the competition, and you would set that up from your end. Um, there's a what's that free site, Andrew, that you can get QR codes from? Be curious, right? Uh, B yeah, B E B E Q the letter Q, Q um, uh, 
Urius. 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 Just Google U- B. U- There's a whole bunch of QR, QR codes out there. There's QR a lot of them. Another um, point on that, Andrew, too, because um, I was initially, I was thinking while you were talking that as a speaker, you could use that SMS thing you were talking about, correct? So if, if you had an audience, you could say, hey, everybody in the audience, Skype, or I mean, not Skype, uh, SMS to this number I've right seen now. That work, I've seen that work awesomely. Like, I saw a guy get up on stage and he was at a multi-speaker event and he said, who wants the slideshow from today? Because all these people say, yeah, we want the slideshow. I mean, really, how many people look at the slideshow after it's gone? Mm-hmm. Not a lot. But he said, okay, if you want the slideshow, just text slide to this number. Um, and basically, <laughs> nearly all the audience texted the number. He actually made a big point. So, okay, everyone pull your phones out, hold them up in the air, now do this and text the number. So what he did was he collected all the audience's database, all their email addresses and phone numbers directly by just saying, here's my slides for the day. Um, he'd already done the presentation. He didn't have to go and do any other extra work. It was just have a have the slides available for a download that people could use and access on that day. So it's a really good method of doing that. Um, on that on that note, hey, I also see people who have name badges. Yeah. And their name badge is Bill Smith, and underneath it'll say text um, text you know some letters to this number for free video. Oh my gosh, that's ding, 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 like a big, huge gold nugget of a tip. Yeah, yeah, and it works really well. Like they have it, they have it there. Um, So, you know, little things like that on your name badge is is an awesome way to do it. So the final way, um, if you're at an event or a final way to collect names and addresses is also just have your website. Have your website, um, give them a your your website.com forward and make it a forward slash if you want to give away or promo or expo or, or event um, and that way people go to the website and all it is is, is just a um, an email capture form or a landing page so four ways let me just recap four ways to collect names and addresses at an event or at an expo or at a networking function is um, SMSing the details uh, QR codes website or good old-fashioned pen and paper and a quick question on that. Do you have platforms in mind if people want to do this whole SMS thing? Where could they go to find more out about uh, there's that? There's a number of different ones. Um, uh, Instant Customer is a good one that's actually worldwide. Uh, uh, there's a couple of others in Australia, which are, I think Easy Text, I think is one in Australia called Easy Text, I think. Don't quote me on that one. Um, do, do a search for it. Um, you'll find a whole bunch of companies in your in your location that will do this sort of stuff for you. Um, and the final way, actually, there was there was a fifth way of mm-hmm. collecting names and addresses, and that is business cards. Now, a lot of people will have a um, fishbowl for business cards, whether you, know, you go to a restaurant and they say, put your business card in for a free lunch, or um, collecting business cards in general. There's, there's apps out there that let you scan business cards, and I spoke about this at the start, doing it manually. There's apps out there that will actually do the scanning for you. One of my favorites is called Card Munch. Card Munch. Um, and basically, you, you take a photo of the business card. It goes and processes the image, or, uh, sorry, the information that's on your business card, and it puts it into the right fields, and then hooks, you, hooks that person up um, with your LinkedIn account. So that you can go and connect with them on LinkedIn. It grabs the details. It knows that um, if it sees details that are common to somebody's account on LinkedIn, it matches it up and says, hey, this person's on LinkedIn. Would you like to connect with them there? So Cardmunch yeah. is a great free app that you can use. Um, Instant Customer, as I, as I said, is one of my favorite tools that does all of that sort of stuff for you and puts it into your database. So five ways, five ways to go and 
collect names and addresses from an event or a and, um, uh, expo. Card Bunch too, from memory, because I've used it before. It it alerts you when it's actually synced up the card into your LinkedIn, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah it, can, it can take a couple of hours because I think they go through yeah. some sort of manual process as well, just making sure that all the fields are correctly filled. Yeah, it's a cool, it's an amazing little tool to to get your LinkedIn built up as well with a really good list of leads. One thing I was going to say, Andrew, as well, is when you say direct people to your website. Yep. A really easy thing, and we have done this. Actually, if you're listening to this right now, you'll hear a little um, a, an American guy say, go get your free resource guide at ayvpodcast.com. Now, what we've done, that is a domain that we bought, and we're redirecting it to a page, like a longer URL. So if you actually go to aybpodcast.com, you'll see that the domain opens up into a much longer one. It's a redirect. You guys can do the same thing. So if you're doing an event, buy a domain that's really short that just goes to a landing page, which is Anderson, like a lead page. Um, all that is is a simple, simple page, no navigation at the top, just has information about what you're giving away and an opt-in box where people can enter their details. So Ideally, at a live event, you don't want to send people to the homepage of your website. You want to send them to a specialized page just to get the freebie. Um, and like I said before, if you're at a networking event, you could say, hey, uh, I have this amazing e-course. It was great to meet you. Can I send that to you um, with, via your email? And they may say, oh, yes or no. And you can say, you can also just go to this website and you can get it there. And you can write down that short domain um, on the business card that you hand over to them as well. So, What was that, just, what was that subliminal message? AYBpodcast.com? <laughs> go check it out go check it out <laughs> aybpodcast.com well you know i have to i have to show them a, a good example don't i <laughs> i love it go there now quick, go there quick. Now. closes in five minutes <laughs> not quite but you uh yeah yeah that's that's a yeah, good good point good point so um simplify it think in terms of the person in front of you you just want to make it so easy for them to engage with you in the way that they want to and that's why we suggested sms or you could do scan it, you click their business card, have them go to a website or have them SMS something in. Pretty much at that point, you have nailed all angles. They'll manually give you some details, or like Andrew said, you can have a form where they write their details should they not have a business card. So manual, SMS, or online, and uh, QR code as well. You've nailed it. You've you've covered how they want to communicate, so um, they pretty much can't help but say yes. Can I give a final tip about this? Yes. Um, it's going to depend on your market. Like, for instance, at this woodworking one, a lot of people didn't have business cards. Crazy enough, in this day and age, who would have thought mm. they wouldn't have a business card? They didn't have them. Um, so here, here's where here's where we ran into a little bit of a hurdle, is that we gave them the form to fill in. They, wrote, they filled in their form and, and that sort of thing. But when we came to read it, we couldn't read their writing. It was, <laughs> it was very, very hard. So here's the tip. Get your staff to write the forms for them or manually check it before they submit it in the box. Yeah. Uh, and tell them, hey, you can't win the prize or you can't get the information that we're giving. We want to make sure that we can get your information so you can we can contact you if you win, right? So that you can manually check to make sure that somebody on your team can read the information because so many people were writing this scribbly drawl stuff that we couldn't understand. It's like, whoa, there's a there's a lesson. We, we, we learned that on the uh, probably halfway through the first day. So we mm -hmm. were able to correct it. But have, you know, let it go on, and uh, we would have had a whole bunch of unreadable um, pieces of information. So there's a tip. Go and make sure you can read it before they uh, walk off. 
yeah, just just write it down. Just do it for them. <laughs> do it for them Good as tip. you can. Do it for Good them tip. as you can. Yep. Now, as we start to wrap up, Andrew, I actually want to do a quick shout out um, to the amazing Shane and Jocelyn Sams. Now, oh. they stumbled across our Stitcher radio um, channel. So yes. we're not only on iTunes, but we're also on Podomatic and, and SoundCloud, but also Stitcher radio. They found us on Stitcher radio and they love the what did you learn segment that you, you and I always start the show with. So I just wanted to say to you both, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And um, big shout out to Shane and Jocelyn Sams from Elementary librarian.com we appreciate Yay. you guys thanks for thanks for thanks for signing in uh signing in and thanks for writing in too it's great to great get your email the other day too so i thank think you. andrew you're about ready to pass out um so we probably should should, should slowly close down the show Just and let you go chill out you're gonna wheel, wheel me off to the side Yes, sounds good. All right, um, H. Well, next uh, we're going to do one more. I think we've got one more um, podcast, and then we're doing a live one. We're going to do a live one in front of a live studio audience. We are. We're really excited. So that's at our upcoming event. We're going to do a live in front of our audience, and all of you guys will be able to hear that. So make sure that you tune in in a couple times from now. And um, as always, thank you so much for your support, wherever you're listening to us on or from at whatever time of the day. We really appreciate you guys. We'd love to have you drop on by, give us a review and let us know what you think and pop on over to autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast. We put all the links and exciting resources on that website that supplement what you're listening to right now. Yay. Yay. All right, H. Well, great uh, talking to you. Great to be in the same part of the world. It is. Very cool. And, uh, all right. We'll see you Thanks, all Andrew. next time. Okay. Thanks, see guys. H. Bye. Bye-bye. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts if not a fasten. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the Internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.